You're listening to Story Healing, intertwining stories past, present, and not yet imagined in Lane County, Oregon. What's up, Earthlings? I'm Leah Velez, and I'll be your host. The stories we're about to hear were recorded via Zoom one lovely cold evening in November 2022. Join this mother and daughter duo as they speak about their experiences with belonging and not belonging in Eugene. Let's open up our ear nuggets and give it a listen. Hi, my name is Sonia Covarrubia Soyo. Hello, my name is Mari Soyo, and Dania happened to be my daughter. <laughs> what does belonging feel like to you? Belonging, belonging is to feel comfortable, to be reflected, to feel like you belong to some part that you identify yourself, I think. Uh, so how that feels, belonging should feel comfortable, should feel good. Yeah, I think so. If belonging had a smell or taste, what would it be? Belonging smell like calabaza to me. You know, I can smell the food of my mom, I think. I can smell the calabaza that she made and make me feel comfortable and belong to to that house. And the smell of calabaza with meal, with honey which is squash with honey, some kind of dessert that my mom used to make. What does belonging sound like to you? Belonging sounds like a bird singing, rain pouring, wind running around, or I don't know how to express that. Swirling? Swirling around, yeah. Yeah, that belongs. Uh, even the storms in, in Oaxaca. That's the sound of belong to me. I think that's why I like Oregon because we have a lot of rain yeah. and pumpkins at, about this time. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if belonging was a photo, what would it look like? If belonging was a photo, that is a hard one. What comes out to my mind is a river, a river with trees and mountains. That's belonging to me. And that's why I love Oregon. <laughs> yeah, because there is rivers, mountains, trees, trails, and it's, it's where I grow up. That's a picture. Oh, that's a photo. Is there, could you describe a moment where you felt like you belonged in Lane County? Or a moment you felt like you didn't? You know, it's hard to feel belong to Lane County because of the culture is totally different than mine. But I think I there are many moments that I feel that I belong not to Lane County. I belong to oh, to Eugene. Yeah, you know why? Because uh, over the years we we've been like building up a community for ourselves. So like when we go to a fandango I feel like I belong there, or like when we have a potluck with our group or colibri group, I feel like I belong there. So, but it's because we've been here and there building small community, and that make make me feel that I belong to Eugene. 
not to Lane County yet. It's a very large, yeah. But I think there are moments that I feel most of the time when I'm with the, the Latino community, I feel I belong. If I discover a moment that I feel like I didn't, like I say most of the time when some people say like, oh, I allow you to stay in my country. I feel like, hello, I am here. I'm not asking you your permission, right? But I still feel like I don't belong because of that. Or the time that we were talking the other day that why we always have to, like when one people from this space for someone else to walk by. Yes, when we we always are the one that makes space for the other to pass. And Mm -hmm. it's that moment that I feel like, why should I do that? I have the same right as the other person to be me or the other person mm-hmm. to move away so I can pass, right? Yeah. So those moments make me feel that I don't belong. Yeah, but it's still mm-hmm. here. I am still here. Of course, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what stories do you know about the place where you are? Honestly, Dania, I am a total ignorant about the story of the place that I am sitting on right now. I know that Eugene or this area was the Kalapuya territory, and that's all I know about. And the other thing that I know for sure is that this place where we are now or where Eugene is sitting, it was a place for bears and raccoons and bears. And we still see that, and every day we see little souls on the road that are being killed by humans because we don't care about them. We we entitle their place and we don't think about building like roads special for them. I don't know what you think about that. I think every every single person should investigate or learn more about the place we are. Questions like this make me feel like very ignorant because I'm very entitled that I'm a human and that they have the right to be here and not even take the opportunity to learn yeah. about the place I am, where I am. What do I hope becomes of this place? Not every day, but a lot of the times when I drive on on the road and I see again this little souls that are around and are suffering because we're developing more and more housing subdivision and we are like not thinking again about them. I hope that Eugene becomes one of those sanctuaries for animals. Is that we consider them more. Do you think we can go backwards though? It is very difficult to go back. It, it it will be a giant effort. But if each person think about this little soul, I think we can we can each aportar un granito de arena. Mm-hmm. How can I say that? Give our little grain of salt to help. Yes, to help the, for the improvement of these little animals that are have the right to live as we do. Did you want to know how did my family come to live in Oregon or how your family comes to live in Oregon? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go on that with that topic because it's very long. A little. A little one? Yeah. 
you know, I came to Oregon because I had a brother that lived here before me. Mm-hmm. And why? Because of the University of Oregon. That's the motive that why our family is here. And what did you hope for when you got here? What did I hope for? To I think to improve my life, to for a better opportunity for my family that stay in Mexico and for me. Yeah. And what have you experienced here? There is few of everything. There there have been accomplishments, suffering, discrimination, prejudice. A lot of things that we have to overcome in order to be where we are now. And what made you decide to make a home here? I think love. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know if I feel like home? Yeah. It's so weird, Dania. It is so weird. But, you know, I've been back to Mexico and I'm very happy when I go for vacation, mm-hmm. but after our last trip to Mexico, mm-hmm. I realized that home is whatever we are together. Yeah. Yeah, so if we're here and we all, the entire family is here, that is home. If we are in Mexico, we are the four of us, mm-hmm. that is home. It's what I see. It's like when I got back from Mexico and I was, got off the plane and what did I say I'm home but we weren't home yet we were still at the airport in the car (laughs) but you feel like home yeah it's how I feel and it's weird to say it but because I'm from Mexico from Oaxaca from La Mixteca Mm -hmm. and I think I should still feel home when I go to Oaxaca Mm -hmm. but it's not like that anymore it changes changes yeah yeah my Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, ready or not, ready. here we go. <laughs> okay. What does belonging mean to you or look, feel like to you? I think very similarly to you. Don't copy me. <laughs> it feels cozy. It's home. It's a warm blanket. Caldo de pollo when I'm feeling sick. Mexican hot chocolate and oh conchas. That feeling, it's sweet, it's just cozy. That makes me think that what we grew up make us feel like we belong, right? That's beautiful. If belonging had a smell or a taste, what would it be? Caldo de pollo. The white or, one? Yeah, the good one. <laughs> the good one? The one that you make. Mole during Christmas. You know, even sometimes Starbucks. Sometimes it's Starbucks. Yeah, because it's part of what you're growing up with. Yeah, and sometimes I'm somewhere that's not here, and there's Starbucks everywhere, and that tastes exactly the same as it does at home. So that kind of feels that's like home one. sometimes. It's not that, that we are promoting. No, no, of course <laughs> not. But it's everywhere, and sometimes it helps. Like tea we like because it's minty and fruity and delicious, and it tastes like some of your tea, so... That's why. Oh, that's so delicious. Your belonging, that's so delicious. What belonging sounds like to you? I think it sounds like laughter, even like gossiping in the corner about what's going on, because you feel so comfortable that you can do that with people that you quote-unquote belong with. Music, my heart. Son Jarocho, 
folclórico, en bandas, cumbia, yeah, Cuco Sánchez. All of that. <laughs> Jurarpa, Jurarpa. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love to hear you play in the arts. <laughs> Your belonging sounds very nice. If belonging, Dania, were a photo, what would it look like to you? I think it would just be a big group of people that I love and care about and has helped me through everything. Smiling. Nice. Smiling, being silly, candid photos in the moment of people having fun and playing and pushing each other, you know? Describe a moment you felt you belong in, Eugene. That's really hard because I don't think I've ever belonged here because growing up being the only brown or POC in a ballet class or in a whole school is very hard to feel like you belong. But while we've been making this community of Latino people and our Ballet Folklorico Colibri, it's helped because I see all the kids and I see how they feel that they belong. And because I know that they feel that, it makes me feel like I belong because they make me belong. Yeah, but before we were growing up, being a child in the, let's say in elementary, middle school, high school. I don't think ever. Ever? I mean, home, but home is home. I always yes. belong home in my house, in my bed, in my room. I belong there. But other than that, I don't think so. It's always been a struggle to belong. It must be difficult growing up where one culture is inside your house and when you go out to the door, to door, mm -hmm. it's a totally different culture, right? Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as the fact that when I said the soda squirt, it came out squirt. <laughs> like, oh, you like squirt? No, it's not squirt, it's squirt. Or Kleenex, I know people say tissues or Kleenex in English, but like some people would say, you want a Kleenex? No, you want a tissue. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or, la or like we pr the pronunciation that we have as a parent, right? Yeah. Like That's very different. And as a kid, you don't know that because I don't know how to read at like five or four years old. Yeah. I just say whatever you guys say. Yeah. It must be hard. I don't know if I should ask this one because you you already say that there are many moments that you did feel that you do not belong most of the time. I could give a specific. Yes, please. I guess the one that stood out the most through my whole life was me sitting in my freshman English class as my teacher, as we were reading the house on Mango Street. And the book read, small, brown, Latina girl. And it just felt like the whole room went silent. And there were just eyes on me everywhere. And it was like, yeah, I'm brown. <laughs> I forgot. I remember you coming home and telling me that. It was the most intense it's ever felt. Yeah. It's never been... It's all, since I grew up, we grew up in a small town. Everyone's always known me. Everyone said my name right because after six years, you learn how to say a name, right? Yeah, of course. And if you don't, then I don't know what to say to you. But that was the one moment that just stood out. It was like, oh my gosh, 
we all just realize that I'm not the same as all of you. Even though we're the same, but mm -hmm. we human. Yeah. Culturally. Yeah. Culturally and the look of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful moment. And mm -hmm. I'm like, a, as a parent, mm -hmm. I'm like, how can I protect you? Um, do you know? Do you know how your family came here in Eugene, Oregon? Well, even though we live in Benita, we're always yeah. in Eugene. So. Yeah. Well, up to what I know is that you and my dad came here separately. Yeah. I think for you was to make a better life for <laughs> your family in Mexico. Yes. And then my dad, it was more like, let's see what happens. What's going to happen? Yep. Do you know these stories about the place we are now? Honestly, not really. No. No. When in one ear and fell out the other. So <laughs> I don't really know. I know that where we live, it was named after a man's daughter, Eugene, or Oregon in general, mm -hmm. has a pretty racist past with the fact and that it was she? a sundown town. So that's unfortunate, but... We're here now. <laughs> we are. And they must accept that. <laughs> and what did you hope becomes of this place? I just hope it keeps moving in the right direction towards progress so that more little kids like me, well, I'm not a little kid, but when I was a little kid, feel like they belong. And I mean, it's good that our media or like our movies and TikTok and all of that, we're seeing more brown faces, which is something that I never thought would make a difference in a kid's life. But like me, I, I'm 19 now. So when I see people that are like, I'm like, yeah, 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 woohoo, we did it. We're in a very famous movie now. Or I just remember when I saw girls that looked like me, Mm -hmm. It was like they were the most beautiful thing in the whole entire world just because they looked like me, even a little bit. If they had big brown eyes and long black hair and brown skin, mm -hmm. it was just my heart just overflowed. I think you remember that because I had not too many, but quite a few role models yeah. growing up or people that I looked up to a lot. And I hope that I can help this place become <laughs> that. I hope I can be that for other little girls. I think you are working very hard towards it. And I was going to ask you this question, how it feels, like you say, you have one or two role models mm -hmm. growing up, being a little child, but now, now you are in that position to be a role model. How do you feel that you are a role model to, to these little kids that come and dance with you? I don't know how much of a role model I am all the time because I'm not perfect. Teaching kids dance is hard. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I hope I'm doing a good job. And like I said, one day a little girl came in and she was saying, oh, yeah, the one with the black hair she, and then I tell her which one though and she kind of has this puzzled look on her face and she's like what do you oh we all have black hair and we all have brown skin like it's a moment where you can't just describe someone based on their race 
And it's beautiful because that's hard sometimes. Wow. She puzzled because she didn't realize that in your dance class, mm -hmm. everyone is brown hair and brown eyes. Brown skin. Brown yeah, she didn't know. And I just also realized, like, wow, that must be interesting for you guys growing up. Since I didn't have that, that's a very strange thing. And I personally don't feel very comfortable with peers of my own age that are the same as me because I sometimes don't understand how to interact. And sometimes I feel way more comfortable around my white peers, I would yeah. say. But I don't know. That was a beautiful realization that I saw that it was like, wow, this is cool. We're all the same. Well, not the same, but our looks are similar. Oh, wow. That, that's another powerful moment for me okay. to hear that. But let me tell you that you are a role model for many kids right now. I am so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy, one of, we're going from one topic to another one, but I think it's okay, right? Describe one of your strongest memories that occur in Eugene. I'm thinking the fair that one year. That was like, whoa, I've never experienced Can you tell me a little about it? Well, it was the year that someone decided to bring a firearm to the fair. And it was just such an exciting day. I hadn't been to the fair and since COVID started, So it was exciting. It was fun. It was supposed to be a really great day. And then someone decided to ruin it for everyone. And just the like panic in seeing humans behave that way was just so incredible. And it was just something where I was like, wow, this happened in Eugene. What am I supposed to expect now? It feels like in Oregon, the whole world just moves around us and nothing ever happens here. At least nothing of note or It doesn't get enough coverage in the news. And I'm sure that didn't get any coverage because no one passed away. But at the same time, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is here now. This is right. This is five feet away from me. Correct me if I understood, if I did understand what was the most scary part of that. Seeing the behaving of the people around you yeah. or the shooting No, the behavior of the, the behavior. people, because I froze, obviously, well, not obviously, some people get into action, and you know, but I froze, and I just watched as people ran and pushed through each other. Behave like a wild animal. Yeah, like a herd of animals just running, and it was like, we're animals. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes we forget that because we're, humans are too smart for their own good sometimes. We know too much, or we just want to know too much. That was just incredible. I don't know who was in that crowd, but it could have been a professor, stay-at-home mom, a kindergartner. Who knows? But they all behave, like behave the same. Wow, we should mm -hmm. educate our community then mm -hmm. to react appropriately. Yeah, <laughs> but of course it's fear. You're, yeah. You want to run. You can't get away. Yeah. I wonder how I will behave in one of those moments. Mm -hmm. I don't think I should ask what made you decide to make your home here because I, I think you just you don't have a choice. <laughs> we we just decide. Well, uh, I don't know how to say it. You just I was born I here. Was born so. here. 
what I'm the answers that you're giving me, mm -hmm. I think I feel like I want to ask this question. Does it feel like home? Regardless it... of everything, it's what I, that's my story. That's what I had to live through. So I wouldn't know anything different. I wouldn't know what it feels like to not be discriminated against or hear certain phrases said because of my skin color. So I, would, I don't know what it would be like to live any differently. So it feels like home. It's where I grew up and it's what I had to go through. But I think it made me a stronger person. So yeah, this is definitely my home. This is your home. That's very good to hear that that makes you strong. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you fall and you get right back up. What's your favorite? Let's talk about something fun. What's your favorite <laughs> public place in Eugene? I mean, I love going to the mall. That's so fun. I like where the new farmer's market pavilion is and those four corners because that's in Casey Square because when there's events there, it just comes alive and it's like, wow, where are we now? It's so exciting. What, what, what does it feel like to be there? Well, it depends. If you're in Casey Square on a random day of the year, nothing's going on, no events. It's pretty bland, it's quiet. Well, not quiet, but there's not much going on. But when it, there's an event, it's exciting. And there's booths and there's food and there's people walking around. And primarily since we attend Latino events or Mexican festival, whatever you want to call it, it feels alive. And it's like, I, I belong here. Mm. I belong here. Well, Vanya, thank you very much for being here with me and be brave enough to talk about these things. Well, between us, we always talk about everything. So this this talk is not new to us. We talk about more controversial topics, right? But thank you very much for being here with me and sharing this moment with the Story Alex audience. Thank you very much. I'm Mari. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've got your own Lane County story to tell, we'd love to hear it at storyhelix.wordcrafters.org.